Welcome to the Uprising Student Podcast. We are so excited to have you join us today. Get ready to be encouraged by this month's episode. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uprising Student Ministry Podcast. Today, I got a good, awesome guest. Uh, We all know him. We all love him. It's Mr. Caleb Darius Boyd. Yes, I used his middle name because that's my boy, Darius. No, I'm just kidding. What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, So today's going to be a lot, and it's going to be all about what we're recapping for February. It's real simple. It's real easy um, that what we went through, it's all about God's love, loving people, and most importantly, how can we ourselves walk in love so we can share the gospel? But first week recap, let me just go over that. We went over John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son to be a sacrifice. And that's one of the biggest like um, scriptures about love, about love in general. Right, and right. Um, one of the things that, uh, what's it called, we shared with the students. We took communion together. We partook in communion, the bread, and um, what's it called, the juice, and said, you know what? We do this in remembrance of him for right. what he's already done mm-hmm. and what he continues to do. But Caleb, can you just tell me a little bit about... Like, you know, I, I taught the students about God's love and like how much what Jesus did for us. But can you just share a little bit about what you feel that young people need to know about God's love, what it can do, what it is in general, and just, you know, just share a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I shared a little bit of my testimony probably a couple weeks ago on a Sunday morning with our with our church um, concerning God's love. And I think that that is such a broad, wide term, you know, love or God's love. It's such a broad, wide term. Why, you may ask? Um, Specifically because God is such a big, big being. And his ways are not our ways. And so oftentimes when we say God loves us or, you know, Jesus died on the cross for us, you know, and uh, he washed Judas's feet before he went to the cross, all these things just don't make sense. And so we can oftentimes get caught up in um, why is this not making sense or lining up with, what I believe. So one thing I started doing is asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to me um, His love. And so one thing I started doing is just asking Him to give me eyes to see the way that He sees. You know, and I'm learning that as I grow in my love walk and as I grow um, understanding God's love, that it's it's a mystery almost. And if we allow ourselves to fall into that mystery. There's beauty in that. I hope that made sense. Oh, yeah. That's so good. I mean, you're you're talking about that. Well, especially with the thing about eyes that see. You know, the second week what we talked about in February was that, you know, in the book of Matthew in chapter 22, we see that God, uh, Jesus said there's two commandments that that are really important because the Pharisees, they're trying to catch him in a trick. They're trying to trick him. Yeah. They're trying to basically make him go back on himself in front of people. So Jesus said there's two commandments that God said were important. Number one was. Love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your heart, and everything, all your being. Right. And the second one he said was, um, and it was plain simple, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I forget that, uh, I think that young people forget is that you got to love yourself first mm-hmm. before you love other people. Right. And I think that went hand in hand with what you just said is that you got to see the way God sees. Right. You have to, that's, and that's, like I said, that's, that's a confession that I, every morning I'm trying to put into practice because if you don't perceive yourself the way God does, you're already set back, you know? So every morning I'll say, Lord, help me. I surrender. No, this is what I say. I surrender the way I see myself for the way you see me. And when you do that every day, every day, and the more you put that into practice, the more you'll really begin to love yourself. And in turn, you'll be able to love others, you know? Because like he said, like Pastor Matt said, you cannot love people 
if you don't love yourself. And that's so good because here, I, I mean, I think one of the biggest thing in this generation right now is like trying to figure out how do we love ourselves? Right. You know, it's crazy yeah, because they go self love movement. Come on, and, come on. And know. and you get you get you 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 see hashtag self love, but what mm -hmm. does self love really look like? Right. And I think we um, we get the misconception that self love is just loving yourself on the outward appearance, the physical mm -hmm. appearance. But you got to love everything about yourself. God made all of us in Genesis one twenty six. It says that He made us in His image, in yeah. His likeness. So I think we get it twisted a lot of times whenever we're wondering like, okay, so if I need to love myself, well, I need to love everything about me. It's not just physical. Right. I think we get caught up in the physical. Man, some some of us do want to be skinnier. Some right. of us do want to be taller. Some of us do want to be think we're too tall or too short and stuff. And well, we got to look past that and say, you know what? God created me in His image. Right. No matter what, Caleb. What do you? What's some advice you would give our young people about loving themselves, especially because I know. In this generation, you know, you, you get outward appearance. Like, you know, people judge from that outward appearance. But, you know, in the book of Samuel, it says God doesn't look at the outward appearance. Right. He looks at the heart. So is there any advice you can give our young people about loving themselves? I would say something that's coming to me right now is remember that there's only one truth. And that's what the word says. And if we come on, can if we if we trade our truth for what God's truth is, we already have the upper hand. And so I think that once we... Um, realize that God's truth and what he says in his word is solid and we build from that, we can't go back. So I would say to love yourself, to start practicing loving yourself is to just begin to declare what the word says over yourself. Even if you don't, you know, if even if you don't believe it, just continue to declare. And then another thing I would say is to, um, I don't want to sound cliche and I don't think this is cliche, but give grace to yourself and the season that you're in or wherever you're at right now because it's oftentimes we we don't love ourselves because we feel like we're not worthy of love hmm. and so we'll mess up and we'll we'll screw up and we're like you know what I messed up too many times or I messed up and so now there's no grace you need to give yourself grace and allow yourself to fall into that and um, allow God to do what he does best you know pick us up clean us up and send us on our way so allow yourself grace and then uh, uh, switch your perception of the way you see yourself Come with on. God's truth and how he sees you. See, and that's so good because we sometimes we get our truth mixed up with the world's truth or yeah, man. and we don't and we can't figure I'll, out. We're like, victims, you know Come what on. I'm saying? We're I'm, victims, you know, and I think like as long as we continue to just, you know, fall into that mystery I said earlier because mm -hmm. that it really is like um I'm trying to preach now, Pastor Matt. Go ahead. But now Go, there's, this is what we're doing. In the book of Revelation, it talks about the, the angels and the seraphims. They're circling the throne room in the mm -hmm. throne room of God. And um, they're just crying out holy and worthy. And they're saying this because every time they go around the circle, every time they go around God's, they circle God's throne, they see a different side of him. And so there's so many different sides of God. There's so many different layers to his love. And so um, we're never going to truly achieve or understand it and so i say fall into the mystery because of that right there it's a mystery god's love is a mystery but i mean just fall into it and allow it to allow it to embrace you that's good that's good man see and I, what's it called i think that you know the the coolest thing about god's love and everything we're talking about everything we're doing is that we're trying to show them and we're, we're just trying to speak to our students that it's not so much about you working for his love. He yeah. already gave it. I feel yeah. like sometimes we try to earn his love. It's a gift. And, and, and yeah, and, and it's like, what can I do, God, to earn your love? Like, I messed up. What can I do to get it back? But God's like, you never had to yeah. do anything for it. Right. And you never have to do anything to get it back. Yeah. You just got to come to me. And then that led us to our third week is like, you know, we were talking to the students about how deep is 
Because the whole series was called How Deep Is Your Love? Right. So we first week was like, how deep is God's love for us? Mm -hmm. The second week is how deep is our love for other people? Right. But then we switched it up and said, how deep do we love God? That's good. And how, and how much do we love God? And how much are we willing to surrender our lives? And how much are we willing to, mm -hmm. you know, put our lives down? And one of the things that we kept bringing up um, and even speaking to the students was like, we don't know what's it called. Students don't know how to worship. Right. And they're like, how, how can I show my love and appreciation to God? And um, some of them get distracted, like, well, it's during worship. Well, it's not just during worship. Right. I mean, worship's anything we do. And that's one of the coolest things that we've been learning. And, you know, Pastor Caleb, will you just give us a little snippet on what worship truly is? Because I think, you know, this culture right now, it's like, you know, there's a big, broad definition on what worship could be. Right. But can you give us, like, your lowdown on what worship is and how it connects to, like, loving God back? Because, you know, God is so good. He's so merciful. He's so loving. Mm -hmm. And he gives so much. So in our worship time, how can we just show love right back to God? So I know we're using that term love a lot. I heard um, one worship leader, uh, I guess worship leader, worship pastors. This is like a, a general in the worship, um, not game or industry, but the, a, a general in the worship culture, I, I guess I'd say. Uh, David Binion said in one of his songs that, all worship is, is love responding to love. Come on now. So I think that we just need to... Remember that um, the more that we get to know God, and that's the thing, you can't worship God if you don't know him, you know, and he's longing to have a relationship with you. So when we allow ourselves to truly um, become intimate with him, we know who he is, right? And then then we can worship out of that, out of that knowing. And so when we start knowing who he is, we start falling more in love with him, and we're just responding to him with our love, and then in turn, he's responding to us with his love. And so, yeah, that's, I mean, I hope that made sense. No, that did make sense. Cause I mean, it's just like, I like the way that you said you, you quoted David Binion, man. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's love giving love back. Right. And, love responding to love. And I think that's the coolest thing is that, you know, anywhere in the Bible, we see that true love was always given before yeah. it was received. Right. And I think that's what we need to let our young people know. Like before you can love, before you can like love other, like you want love back from someone, you got to give love out. You got to love. It's like if someone's walking ugly towards you, love them first, and then eventually there'll be peace and joy and all that around those relationships. And it makes no sense. It makes no sense. But everything in the kingdom is backwards. I know completely. But, but it's worth it, you know. I mean, look. Let's let's just let's just hit on the story real quick. One of my favorite stories: the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. He asks his dad for his his inheritance way early. Right. He takes his money. He squanders it. He does it. You see what it says in the Bible? It says that he gave it up for women, for what's it called? Everything: the party life, the high life, the crazy life. And then he was left with nothing, so he was going around looking for food. Mm -hmm. And what happens? He was even so hungry that he was willing to eat from the pig right. food. Yep. And an instant, he got an idea. Hey, man, even my dad's servants back at home... Treated better than this. They get treated better than this. They get food. They get to live in the house. They mm -hmm. get a, a, a nice hot shower. They get all these things. So I'm going to go back and tell my dad I'm going to serve him. Right. But what did the dad do, Caleb? What was one of the most incredible things about this story? You think the dad would be mad or upset. You already wasted all your money. Dude, why are you coming back here? You wanted your inheritance. Go. What did the dad do? So the dad was on the on the porch, right? I mm -hmm. guess. I mean, there's so many different translations. Yeah. But um, he saw the son afar off. And the dad, instead of sitting there, got up and ran. And that that's another sermon on its mm -hmm. own. That's super, uh, man, that's super deep if you really do the study behind it. But he got up and, and he pursued the son and the son's pursuit of him. And so he, he went after the son, even if he already knew the son was coming home, had wasted all of his funds and his inheritance. 
but he still got up and pursued him as if he was there the whole time. Yeah. And, and and it's crazy because that love right there it like shattered everything that the son was going through. Right. All the the all the all the hurt, the pain, the the loneliness, the embraced darkness him, that yeah. he it broke it instantly because he embraced him. He said, "Bring him a ring and bring him the best coat and get the fattest calf. Let's party because my son has come home." Yep. And it's crazy because you see that and it's like, man, God is loving us the same way. Mm-hmm. But here's a little snippet that I like to add at the end of that story, Caleb. You ready for this? A lot of people focus on on the son too. They say, "Well, what about the other son? He was." Faithful and everything like he was faithful and everything like that. He stayed there. There's a, the king. The person had another son who was with his father the whole time. Mm-hmm. But um, what's it called? You look at the story and it says that uh, the son got upset. He said, why are you throwing a party for him? Why are you doing all this for him? And sometimes I feel like as believers, we get caught up in, well, why do God, why does God going to love them right. whenever I'm doing right? Or mm-hmm. I'm sitting there or even young people are like, well, I'm living right and they're not. But why does God love them too? Right. And it's like you got to get away from that because God loves us all equally yeah. in the same way. And I feel like that's that on its own is like a, a really good, powerful thing about God's love is that God, uh, the dad tells the other son, you could have had this all along. You could have had this too, yeah. So um, that's one of the coolest things that I see about, you know, God's love is just so powerful, so big. It's like you can't, Caleb, we, we try to put like a definition on it, but yeah, we can't. Yeah, you can't. It's too, it's too magnificent. It's like, man. it's like, man, we and we can just give y'all a little bit of, of our wisdom and our understanding of what God's love is. But like, you know, the true way you literally experience God's love is getting in his word, getting in his room, mm-hmm. um, just getting in his presence. And it doesn't have to be in a big old service. It can be just you and him. Yep. And I think this is one of the things that we're teaching uh, the students this week is that how important devotional time is. The time that you spend in the word dictates how much you how much love you want to give God back. Mm-hmm. Let me let me explain that, because I, I don't want you to think that um, you reading your word is like uh, a payment. Yeah. Payment for God. No, it's to get to know him better. When you open up the Bible, it's literally getting to know the father for who he truly is. Everything that he has in there for you. It reveals your identity. It reveals the love he has for you. It reveals he's a provider. He's a healer. He's a restorer. He's all these things. But the only way we get to know that side of God is if we get in devotional time in his word. Um, we, it's like, it's basically saying this. You don't learn math by looking at the book. You learn math by reading the book. It's the same thing. You don't learn about God's love by looking at the book. You learn about God's love by getting in the book. Mm-hmm. A lot of us. We think, you know, I'll be honest with you, when I started, Caleb, let's be real. Um, when I was young and I started reading the Bible, I was bored. I read Genesis. Don't read Genesis. Let, let me tell you, please don't start in Genesis unless you've been. It'll go over your head. Nah, it'll go over your head and, and, and you'll be like me. Man, we can have three or four wives in the Bible. Nope, we can't. Let me tell you all right now, every young guy that heard that right now, no, you can't have three or four wives. It's one wife until the day you die. One okay? is enough, trust me. One is enough. But no, let me tell y'all something. The thing about it is that start in the Gospels and look at how Jesus walked, how he loved. He took people, he healed people, he loved people, and he showed grace, and he accepted the people that no one else wanted. Right. How powerful would it be if today we accepted people for who they were instead of what they can do for us? Or took them as they are instead of waiting for them to get whole or to get perfect or to get amazing and do what God did? How about we love people where they're at right now and see what that can do in their lives? And uh, Caleb, I just got one more question for you. Just okay. a simple question. It's a real easy question. So today, you know, we talked. We already talked about love. We talked about loving people, loving God, and most important, loving yourself. How important is it for you? Because you know, you're married. What are you about four months in? Five months in? Six months in? I think we're at six or seven. Six or so seven one of those months. Two. How important important was it for you to really like tune in 
Because, you know, marriage is a beautiful thing. We talk about this all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, relationships are amazing. Right. But how, I'm trying to word this right. I'm trying to get it right. <laughs> how important is it for you to discover about God's love and loving yourself before you get into a relationship with someone else as well? Yeah, so, uh, Mateo, if you guys don't know, Pastor Mateo and I were roommates for several years with actually a couple of our buddies. Mm-hmm. And um, there came a point in time when one of our buddies was getting married, so we moved out. And everybody ended up getting their own place. And so I call that my, my, my season of singleness. Mm-hmm. And so in that time, I felt like God was really revealing some stuff to me about me and about him. And so in that period of time, I was really just working on me, you know, and my love with, walk with God and being content in singleness and being content in who I was developing, uh, becoming, not developing, becoming. And so um, I always say it's very important to know who you are. And knowing how to um, cater to yourself before you can cater to someone else or love somebody else. Because if you don't, it's just going to be a big mess. And so I would encourage you, if you haven't had that um, season of singleness, to really pray and ask God to um, do a work in you in that time and before you jump into anything. And another thing, if you're not dating to accomplish one goal, um, to be married at the end of it, quit dating and wasting these girls' times. Men, please quit wasting their time because girls are, girls are wired different than men. And so um, don't waste their time. Some of them already know what they're looking for and what they want. And so if you're not necessarily feeling that way, just hold off and wait. And so, um, but yeah, relationships are beautiful. They have potential to be beautiful. Marriage is really beautiful. It's a covenant um, with God just right smack in the middle of it. And so... I'll say work on yourself and allow God to um, reveal things to you about him and reveal things to you about yourself. Does you that go. make sense? That makes perfect sense. Cool. Um, and I, I just want to encourage you too. Like, man, don't date under pressure. Don't under date pressure, under, yeah. Don't date because the culture's telling you to date. Don't yeah, date man. because people around you are telling you to date. Don't date because y'all are friend in our friend group and you're the only single one. Man, take your time. Just enjoy yourself. Just enjoy your life. Go on trips. Hang out with your friends. Uh, make sure you make more friends too. Like you never know. Yeah, because we, we had that opportunity to just oh, be yeah. to just be um, just be guys just and be hang guys out. And yeah. hang out. And I'm not saying for you to not hang out with people of the opposite sex. No, you but can don't hang out. don't yeah. don't do that if that's your intention to just be in a relationship. Just be able to. It's cool to just be able to be friends with the opposite sex with you know no uh, hidden motive behind. You know what I'm saying? So. And I think the greatest relationships bloom from some strong friendships. For sometimes, sure. sometimes like. It just takes some time for you to get to know somebody. And yeah. then when you get to know them, it's like, dude, I want to be with this person. Right. So it's a, it's a really good thing. So, like, you know, our advice to y'all today, today I mean, it's just all about love today. Um, to wrap up Love Month and to wrap up our February series about how deep is your love. We just wanted to come on here and talk to y'all. Um, thank you, Caleb, for answering questions and no talking problem. and hanging out with us and just being in. I mean, we'll, you'll be on another one soon probably. Next month, I think we're going to have a new host and a new guest. So we'll see how that goes. But... Right now, um, do us a favor, follow, uh, what's it called? Follow us on Spotify. Go ahead and give us a rating, preferably five. If you give me a one, I will hunt you down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, y'all, um, let's get this going. We want to just keep doing this for the young people. Give them wisdom, knowledge, understanding that is for them and that they can use in everyday life. So we will see y'all next time. Thank y'all for joining us on the Uprising Student Podcast. Caleb, thank you again for coming and hanging out with us, man. Yes, sir. All right, we'll see y'all later.